Hello, everybody. Adam Parks here with another episode of Receivables Roundtable. Today, I'm here with my good friend, Mr. Mark Naiman with IDPMDR, and I'm sure there's some other letters in there that I missed. How you doing today, Mark? Pretty not bad, Adam. Thanks, as always, for having me back. It's always a pleasure. Well, I appreciate you being my most repeated guest because there's always so much for us to talk about, so many different things that are happening either across the industry or event-related, which kind of brings me to our topic today. I want to talk about the Collections and Recovery Solutions Conference coming up in May in Las Vegas at the Four Seasons Hotel. Um, but first, for anybody who has only been in this industry for a few minutes and hasn't met you quite yet, could you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and how you got to the seat that you're in today? Yeah, keeping it brief, Mark Naiman uh, started a, a large debt buying company by the name of Absolute Resolutions Corporation over 20 years ago. Uh, led the charge with an excellent team of, uh, of staff that I left behind and uh, took over two conferences, Collection Recovery Solutions Conference in May, May 10th through the 12th, and the Debt Connection Symposium Conference, uh, which will be week of September 25th. These are both uh, two shows, boutique shows that have uh, CRS has been going for 22 years now and DCS um, I think it's going on its 14th year, and uh, they've become known as kind of a boutique to go to conferences within the space that the company I came from uh, attended, exhibited, and sponsored at, as as well as many of my competitors and friends in the space for that same period of time. So uh, if you've been to one of those shows and uh, and we haven't met, I'd be pretty surprised. But uh, for those that are new to the space and coming in, that's a little bit about me. Awesome. Well, CRS, this, this past year in 2022 was my first time going to the CRS show. Um, and I really liked it because it's incredibly unique. Um, there's definitely a different dynamic to CRS than what I see at other conferences around the industry. And I would go as far as to call it creditor centric. So yeah. you know, tell us a little bit about what makes CRS different. The origins of CRS, I think, is what makes it different. Um, having started by Judy Hammond and Dennis Hammond and the RMS team back in 2002, um, as a result of their communications with with creditors in the space, as you know, Adam, and, and this is where a lot of times the, the content that we deliver on is really a niche market. There are so many so many conferences out there that over time we would start attending. But at the end of the day, uh, the CRS conference has remained creditor centric in the sense that the content that we deliver, as well as the experience uh, that we maintain, ensures that we really focus in on unique educational components, as well as unique networking experiences. Because we don't have a thousand people at the conference, you're not in a situation, A, where you're um, you're trying to find those ten or fifteen or twenty solid leads, or or mm -hmm. if you're a creditor, those those five or ten technology innovators in the space, uh, by by limiting attendance to these conferences and, and CRS specifically, it allows for a more even distribution of member types. You have mm -hmm. an equal number of of vendors, and by vendors, that's law firms, agencies, debt buyers, or other whether it's a letter company or a technology provider or a marketing company or whatever the case, insurance companies, um, we, we ensure that there is an equal division between originating creditors 
and the vendors that attend. And it just allows for a more comfortable environment. Um, the uh, As you know, it's been held at the Four Seasons in Las Vegas now for the entirety of its uh of its of its running and and um there's not a huge casino there's not you don't have to run from one side of the the conference center to the other um the events and everything is is kind of all uh inclusive in a, in a very comfortable and classy space it's a very intimate type of conference from my experience <clears throat> everything is you know, it's it's a much smaller, there's not a whole bunch of bars that people are at. There's not, you know, people aren't spread out in right. a thousand different places. And you find everybody kind of together a little bit more, um, especially throughout the day. But you guys also like to throw out some some nice little touches there uh, as well. I, I, the donut station last year really caught my attention. And I'm not a donut guy. I think that the inevitable reality of most things is, Adam, is that it doesn't, I, I think this stretches beyond all industries, and you know, not just in the receivables management space, um, mm. defaulted loans, but I think across the world, um, really good food and good conversation bring people together. And, and it's something that, uh, you know, before uh, ITP MDR took this over, it was something that Judy um, was probably one of the most important things. My experience from this is, Adam, is, is that as a, I call it recovering exhibitor, but, I, you know, having experience of of rolling the booth out or or being an attendee or being a sponsor um, and having to navigate the jungle gym of, of challenges that come up as a result of that, um, I can tell you from my own personal experience that uh, as a longtime exhibitor and sponsor of CRS as, as in my former life, um, it was probably one of the shows that got the best benefit, you know, for me and you and I've had this conversation at, at, you know, like, you know, what does it take to make any show you go to? And I'm not just talking about one of my shows. I'm talking about any of the shows that are coming up in the space and in, in those you know alternate silos. But, you know, and really it's one good lead. You get one good lead out of any conference and it's and it's a good show. That's how you justify going. Sure. I can tell you that. After having gone and attended and exhibited this show for so long, it's the one show where I felt that, A, it was the most beneficial overall, maybe not in the deal that came out of it tomorrow, but in the relationship that was created and mm -hmm. being able to meet with someone in a more comfortable atmosphere, a roundtable discussion, a moderated panel versus content being delivered to your audience. We treat our attendees, everyone's a VIP that's attending, and it's important for us um, that we maintain that experience. That's it's it's definitely something we're we're conscious of and uh, want to make sure is is the utmost importance of maintaining the continuity of what's been delivered in the past. Well, I think the content from this past year was fantastic. Um, and I, one of the things that I noticed about the the content agenda was that it was more creditor focused, and I think it's an it's an important aspect for the entire industry to understand the point of view and perspective. And I remember talking with and I can't remember which creditor it was, but at CRS last year we were talking about kind of the the changes that the creditors make affect what happens in the debt buying space, right? If the creditors start deploying digital strategies, then that's going to have an effect on the digital strategies that a debt buyer and agency would be using on those same accounts. Um, and so just looking at that and better understanding it for me became a, a difference in perspective, right? Because now I'm thinking about it from the creditor's shoes and every motion and, and decision that they're making is having some sort of an effect, whether it be intended or unintended consequence on the downstream buyer or vendor.
you know, here's another, I, I love this topic because I think if you had asked me this question 20 years ago, fresh in the space, mm-hmm. um, there was so much less intermingling. Having mm-hmm. having lived through um, not just kind of the development of, of, of federal regulations or the CFP or CFPB or these organizations um, that brought additional regulation or clarity to the space, I also lived through the era where that kind of great intermingling took place where a lot of people went from private companies to banks and from banks to private companies. And so Mm -hmm. what's really interesting about this is I think that if you really look at it as a a kind of very niche ecosystem, I believe that there is just as much innovation coming from the technology vendors, from some of the large vendors in the space, that the banks can also learn from some of those technological advancements that are being made. And I can give examples for whether it's artificial intelligence, whether it's virtual agents, whether it's omni-channel communications. It's much easier as a private company, I think, oftentimes to be able to deploy these things as case uses versus large and, you know, look at it within the context of a credit union or a community mm-hmm. bank. Having to represent members, I think, becomes more difficult. So I think it's a cross learning is, is that there's just as much to learn, although the content that we deliver from an educational panel perspective tends to be creditor focused. What are the things that are coming down from a regulation perspective or, a, or an operational perspective? The roundtable discussions allow for more of that open discourse regarding what do those challenges really look like? And so... Because we control that attendance carefully, um, we're ensuring that, A, we're we're always conscious of new technology vendors that are coming into the space. Um, And and so we make sure that we're ensuring that the vendors that are there are the same vendors that a lot of the originating creditors are asking questions about, whether it's omni-channel, whether it's Mm -hmm. nearshoring, whether it's these types of things. And so um, we really want to create that value add for all attendees and exhibitors and sponsors alike. Absolutely. So let me ask you this from an, from an attendee standpoint, and I was lucky enough to, you know, to have gone to my first one last year. Um, and I was getting sponsoring. Thank you for sponsoring and also assisting (laughs) with all my AV tech needs. Thank you. You were tremendously helpful. I I never mind being the IT guy in the back, right? That's a, it's a role that I have embraced through the years. Thank you. Um, but Thank you again. for someone who doesn't have the relationships that I had walking into that particular conference, what advice would you give to someone yeah. who's attending this show or exhibiting at this show for the first time? We make it really easy to make friends. And, and I know that sounds very kind of commonplace, but some of the things that we do first and foremost, um, kind of k- to kick off the show, there is um, there is a poolside reception um, that everyone is welcome to very, you know, business casual please don't wear a coat it can be warm uh and uh it allows people to just kind of interact socially prior to um an afternoon session one of the my most favorite things we do though is the first time a reception we had mm-hmm. i think 60 or 70 people you were there last year mm-hmm. um the first time a reception allows everyone to stand in a room and i stand in the middle of the room and m- kind of self-deprecatingly make people a little more comfortable about talking about themselves and i realize it sounds very camp counselor esque but what it does is it allows people it kind of it's a very creative icebreaker um and we give away some cool stuff so you know it's it's for those that are coming to their first conference like i said we try to treat each attendee like a vip um we're there to support this process and provide the best um, combination of networking experiences and edutaining 
content. And what I mean by that is that it's certainly educational, but um, we really go the extra effort to ensure that we're not clicking through slideshows and, and reading the slides. Um, there's so much great content out there. You know, like, for example, I, I think that we have a couple of um, pre-sessions in, in, in uh, the RMN pre-conference that talk a little bit about Regulation F, but it's a great topic that there is an abundance of great information on, and it's not what people are asking to hear more about. And so sure. we, we, we ask to see what are those things that, that, that creditors in this particular instance are most interested in hearing about? Is it bankruptcy reform? Is it omnichannel communication? Is it um, vendor management? Is it outsourcing? Is it operational efficiencies? And we kind of then find speakers that specifically talk to those things in a global fashion. Um, mm -hmm. And I find, as you know, uh, you know, as an additional point of, you know, what would you do as a first timer? Um, go to the sessions, uh, especially I know a lot of conferences do the uh, kind of last day clear out. I've been guilty of it, too. It's like nobody wants to go downstairs and get the breakfast on that last day. Um, we do a very classy Bloody Mary breakfast, which is followed by which hands down. And, and this is everyone is, is welcome to attend exhibitors, attendees, sponsors alike. We host nine to 12 roundtables. Those roundtables are typically populated by experts at banks uh, or, or other compliance experts, attorney firms in the space that welcome a 15-minute kind of topically-led discussion. They were always the most, and quite honestly, they rarely stay right on topic, but it's a unique experience to really get to understand that interconnectedness in this space. And all of a sudden you're at the same table with a, with two banks, a vendor and, um, and potentially a regulator. And you're all understanding that there's that common challenge. And one other thing I want to point out is that all throughout this, another uniqueness is um, we have antitrust attorneys on staff that attend the conference for these creditor panels specifically. We have some creditor breakout panels. Um, and it's important we do that because, again, this isn't about a competitive advantage. This is about sharing ideas. And I had mentioned earlier that there was that intermingling of, of, of people from the, from the originating side moving over to the recovery side and vice versa. Um, in that same token, uh, I, I think that the sharing of information, the sharing of new ideas, and especially not just the challenges in, in new regulation, but in the advancement of new technology is critical in staying at the top of your game here. I agree. Um, I think those, those roundtables provide an opportunity to, um, to network and interact as well as get information because you find yourself at a table with people that you might not have otherwise, um, you know, interacted with. I think from, from my perspective as a first timer last year, I, I I approach it differently, right? Like I go to the, I've been going to the same conferences for you know close to twenty years now, and I've got my my process, right? Like I know where I'm going to be at different yep. times and kind of the the way that it's worked for me. Um, I took the opportunity to go to CRS for the first time as a fresh slate. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how this shakes out. Like let me just go and engage. And I think the secret to my success at last year's show. Uh, was just engaging with all of the different things that were happening. So if there's key boxes or, or a promotion that's happening or something that's going on during one of the networking events or, or whatever, just being there and participating in each one of those versus yeah. 
overscheduling my meetings. So I used it as, you know, I had a handful of meetings that were pre-scheduled with people that I needed to, to get some FaceTime with and make sure it was on the calendar. But I found myself doing that during, during times when there wasn't something else going on at the conference and actually engaging in, I was in everyone. I mean, besides being AV guy, um, I was in every one of the sessions, right? I was in, um, I I was engaged in, in all of the different things that were happening that enabled me to kind of look at going to a conference again through fresh eyes, right? The same way that I would going to any other show that I've never been to before, but just engaging in what was provided by the event itself, I found to be a lot of fun and I didn't yeah. miss out on any of the cool treats and things that were happening as guys were hand dipping the donuts. I know I keep going back to the donuts, but I the donuts have been a favorite cool. even when I mean, and the smell permeates the entire exhibit hall. Like you cannot miss the donuts. If you're downstairs, you're like, oh my, someone's cooking donuts. It's like the little <laughs> fair machine that like scoops out the little baby donuts. Fascin- it's mesmerizing. I, you know, it is very cool. Um, it goes back to, right, food brings people together. And if you have one opportunity to stand in line next to somebody that's going to get donuts, then you you may potentially make a new relationship that that mm-hmm. um, that you'd never really expected to make. And look, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing, Adam. I, I exhibited these shows. It, it gives me great pleasure to be able to, um, I know what a lot of the exhibitors, I know their products and I understand the interconnectedness in this space. And so being able to be excited about technological changes or a new product that's coming to market. Um, you know, in my past life, you're limited as to who you can, you have these relationships and you build these relationships over time. Um, I feel honored to be able to kind of come into it with an advantage, knowing what these mm-hmm. companies each specifically do in the space and, and be able to give them back that value add that I got as an exhibitor in the past. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's uh, definitely, Looking forward to it, Adam. And 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 again, I I uh, I, I was glad you were able to be there. Uh, it, it certainly is a unique experience. One small shout out, and and it's it kind of speaks to the relationship angle. The staff at the Four Seasons make this mm-hmm. make me and and the and and my predecessors look good in the sense that their staff has been there's their staff members that have been there for the entire time we've been throwing this conference. I'm serious, 20 plus years. And it speaks to that level of customer experience that very specifically speaks to the look, feel, and and overall importance of, of this event. Those relationships are important because the experience is what lends itself to the, to the CRS being so unique. Um, and we couldn't do that without exceptional, exceptional staff on the ground. Absolutely understood. For my final question here, Mark, for anybody who's watching this and now understands the value proposition behind going to the CRS conference, are there any exhibitor booths, sponsorships, attendance still available? Yeah, so the exhibit booths, very hot commodity. They were all gone at the end of December. Uh, we do allow for rider first refusal. Um, there are, Adam, I last checked, uh, a, a few opportunities remaining. There were a few meal sponsorships. Um, I don't know which direction you're going to post this. It'll be in the description above or below my full <laughs> contact information. Feel free to reach out at any time. I can send you an updated uh, invitation, a sponsor packet. Um, and and there's, there are 
there's always the ability to get on the list for next year. Let's have a discussion. New player in the space. I'm certainly interested um, in what you do. Um, we don't just uh, accept every application, Adam. There's a, a lot of times people will reach out and 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 we have a, a frank conversation. Like, you know, we don't have a, for example, a, a, a tremendously large number of healthcare organizations that mm-hmm. come to CRS. Um, and if I found someone was primarily a healthcare uh, vendor, or, or you know, whether it, whether it's an agency or a, or a, a buyer of some type, or an agency, mm-hmm. uh, you know, first or third party agency, we'll have a conversation because it's important to me. It's not just about getting them into the show. It's about understanding where those values are and, and very specifically what we do within the space. So um, that's that's one example of that uh, kind of personal touch on 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 the on the registration process. But again, I'm very easy to get a hold of email, phone numbers, all available and uh, check us out on LinkedIn. Well, with that being said, Mark, thank you so much for coming on today. For those of you that want to learn more about the Collections and Recovery Solutions Conference, we'll be leaving a link down below so you can go to the website, learn more about that particular event, along with Mark's contact information, or you can post your questions below in the comment section Um, and Mark and I'll be responding to those on LinkedIn and YouTube. Uh, If you have additional topics you'd like to see us cover, you can leave those in the comments as well. But until next time, Mark, thank you so much for coming on and having a chat with me today. Thank you, Adam. I appreciate it as always. Give my best to the team. Absolutely. Thank you everybody for watching and we'll see you again soon. Thanks.